Hey friend, and welcome back into the podcast. I'm Carrie, co-founder and owner of A Natural Shift, along with my sister, Julie. Our vision is to bring wellness to our local and global communities. We believe that through daily habits, the real progress and lasting change you desire occurs. Here's what you can expect. Each week on Wednesday, we will bring you a topic, a concept, or an inspiring interview that falls within the three pillars of wellness, nutrition, movement, and natural solutions. Some weeks, we will share a Monday mini episode, all with the intention of helping you take the upgrade to become the best version of yourself and all that God created you to be. Well, hey, friends, and welcome back into the podcast. Before we get to today's guest, I wanted to read a review that we recently received. This review comes from Pam G. She says, this podcast is amazing. Always great topics and wonderful information. I consider this one of my must listen to podcasts, and they are both so knowledgeable. Thank you so much for taking the time to go leave that review. And I just want to encourage you, if what we share on this podcast really helps you, encourages you, inspires you, touches you in some way, if you would leave a review and share it out with those um, people that you love that could benefit from it. This is the last installment of our Real Life Upgrade series, and today on the podcast, we have Jessica, one of my really good friends. Let me tell you a little bit about her, and then we're going to jump right into the interview. She lives with her family of four just outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and um, we met through doTERRA. She found essential oils in 2014, and she began to use them for her son's seasonal issues, and she quickly fell in love with the natural and effective approach that they offered for really everything, and so she began to share that with other people, and the rest is history. You'll learn a little bit more about that on the podcast, but you will also learn that she is in recovery, and that's a huge part of her story. And so I'm really excited for you to hear more about that and just really be inspired by her journey. And um, I'm just so thankful that she agreed to be on the podcast and share it with you all because it really is so encouraging and inspiring. And she's such a fighter and a tough little cookie. And um, I love that she just, she tells it how it is. And I appreciate that about her. Uh, Without further ado, here's the interview with Jessica. Jessica, I'm so excited that you're on the podcast today. Um, Jessica is one of my really good friends. We met through um, doTERRA, and I'm really excited for her to share her story that's just it's inspiring, more inspiring every time I hear it. And so I know that you're going to be touched today and just really encouraged in your own journey. And so, Jessica, I'd love if you would just give us a, a little bit of your background and some of your just, you know, where you're at right now with your family, and um, then we're going to kind of get into your story. Sure. Thanks so much, Carrie, for having me on. It's such an honor to be asked to be a part of your podcast. Um, My name is Jessica Andrews, and I live in the Philadelphia area with my husband and two boys. Uh, Matthew is seven years old, and Jonathan is two. Um, And I've lived here pretty much my entire life, born and raised here in an area called it's nicknamed Delco. It stands for Delaware County. Um, And it's kind of known for, you know, a certain accent, different types of food, uh, certain types of people. And a lot of people do not leave this area. They Mm -hmm. kind of stay, they stay put. Um, So we've been here for a while now. And um, yeah, I'm passionate about a lot of things, um, health and wellness and fitness and, Mm -hmm. you know, being a good person and being positive and um, trying to teach my little guys all of those things as well. So I love being a mom 
and um, I love what I do for work and you know we're we're really happy we have a very simple life but I'm grateful for everything that we have and um, you know we really love our life so yeah important Awesome. Well, you know, I, I love following along too. I just love, you know, and she's going to tell you how to follow along with her, like on social media and such, but I just love that you're real and you always tell it like mm-hmm. it is. Um, I love to do that as well. And so I probably do it in a more Southern way. <laughs> you do it in a more Delco way, let's say, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it though. Um, but you know, one thing that I really do want to, um, to just dive into is, you know, you're really public about um, your struggle with addiction. And I just, I love hearing the story, not that I wish that upon anybody, but that, you know, there is hope for people. And I feel like your story definitely impresses that upon people. So I'd love for you to just start wherever, um, you know, is good for you, but just tell us a little bit about your journey with that. Sure. Um, You know, I grew up in a great family. Um, I was an only child. I was very loved. I had everything that I could want, but at the same time, I didn't feel spoiled or anything. Um, My parents invested in my education. I went to private school, you know, all those things that when a lot of people hear of a drug addict, they think of like homelessness and, you know, physical abuse and all these things that that just wasn't my story. And so I didn't, you know, set out to be a drug addict by any means. I went to um, college, I, you know, graduated honors from my high school. um, And everything looked like it was on the right track. But um, I guess in high school, I, I would say I was pretty typical as far as, um, you know, drinking recreationally and dabbling with um, some gateway type drugs, nothing crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And I was able to manage all of my schoolwork. And like I said, graduated with honors, um, got into every college I applied to, uh, went to college. And it was really in college that I noticed without that accountability from my parents, um, without that authority saying, you know, you have to go to school, you have to, you know, do certain things that, you know, with me being in charge, it didn't, it didn't really go well. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't making the right decisions and the partying started to happen more often. And I really noticed that I liked the feeling of being disconnected and not feeling anything. Um, and it, it continued to progress. I, I still, you know, maintained, I went for three and a half semesters in college before dropping out um, as a result of my addiction. But I was able to maintain the classes to a certain extent, obviously, to be able to go for, you know, three and a half years. And, um, you know, at some point, I was introduced to opiates. And that I later found out was my drug of choice. Um, and I just loved the way I felt when I had opiates in my system. Um, You know, my family was never the type of family that talked about feelings that embraced, you know, whether it was happiness or sadness or anger. Um, You know, I love my family, but a lot of stuff got brushed under the rug. And that's a general, um, a general thing I hear from a lot of my friends in recovery is they grew up in similar situations where, um, you know, you didn't feel you didn't go through a lot of things um, on an emotional level with somebody else um, and you didn't know how to process or cope those things. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I found my drug of choice and I realized that I could walk through life without feeling anything, I was like, well, this is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that for many years. Um, it, it definitely got out of hand. 
I was bartending at the time. I was making a lot of money and every single dime I made was going right out the door. Um, because of course I was buying them on the street. I wasn't prescribed, um, anything. So I was buying them on the street and yeah. it cost a lot of money. And, you know, at some point I, I tried to get clean. Um, I found a 12 step program that someone introduced me to. I tried to attend meetings and, um, I really didn't, you know, invest in what the people at these meetings were saying, you know, they were giving me suggestions and I just wasn't listening. Um, I continued to drink alcohol because I didn't think that that was my problem. I thought it was just opiates. Um, so I didn't put down the alcohol and, and I continued to stay in that cycle for a couple more years. Unfortunately, um, I entered a 28 day, uh, rehab treatment facility in Wilmington, North Carolina in July of 2010, um, you know, and, and hit rock bottom prior to going in there. You know, my life was completely unmanageable. Mm. You know, I woke up every morning not wanting to use. Um, I just wanted it to be a normal person. I just wanted to get up and go to work like everyone else did, but I couldn't without a substance in my body. Uh. I couldn't uh, go to bed without a substance in my body. It was just um, you know, a vicious cycle that I wanted to get out of so bad, but I didn't have, I guess, the courage to really tell people where I was at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and at that point, um, in 2010, people didn't realize where I was at and how bad it was. So, um, you know, it took a, a specific situation that really brought the light to what was going on. Um, and somebody who cared about me, got me into treatment right away. and um, you know, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. But at the same time, I, I still was denying the fact that alcohol was a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, so I got out of that treatment facility, I continued to drink. Um, and then at, at one point I decided that maintenance was probably going to be the best thing for me. So I got on a maintenance program. Um, and that proved itself not to work. And, you know, throughout this time I had seen therapists and, Mm-hmm. you know, tried yoga and tried all these different things that I thought would fix me. I moved, you know, I lived in North Carolina at one point, you know, I thought maybe a thought it was Delco. I thought maybe a geographical mm-hmm. change would help. Um, but no matter what it was, you know, it was me, I was the problem. And it took me a while to realize that. So, um, when I finally came back to my hometown, I, I made it a point to go back to the 12 step program that I had been introduced to, you know, years prior to that. And I decided to give it a real effort because at this point I was 27 years old, I was getting divorced and Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, I was at the bottom of the barrel. I had nothing else to do, but listen to somebody else's suggestions because what I was doing was not working. Yeah. Uh, So I jumped in with both feet. I I took all the suggestions. I did what I was supposed to do. And, um, you know, February 18th, 2011, um, is the first day that I was free of any mind or mood altering substances. And I haven't found a reason to, you know, take a drink or take a drug in the last, you know, eight and a half years. Mm. Um, And my life just, you know, exponentially got better from there. Um, So that's kind of where my recovery started um, and how I got there. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I keep thinking that, that you said that kind of the first of the, of your story that nobody sets out to be a drug addict. <laughs> like it's <laughs> not like one of your ambitions, you know, and you just find yourself in these spots. And, and even if, um, 
you know, you yourself haven't been addicted, you know, th those that are listening to um, a substance like um, that's illegal, you know, we're all addicted to different things in our life. And I think that if you were to ask, you know, we didn't set out maybe to be um, in that spot, but yet things just, it's a slow fade, right? I mean, things just mm -hmm. kind of happen and it, you just um, cope and then you realize, wow, this is better. And you just kind of keep going down that path. And I do think though, like you said, it, it takes a decision um, to want to change. And I think that for everybody might be different, but um, I think that we could look at that in a, as a bad thing, you know, that you hit rock bottom or that, you know, uh, other people do, but I don't think it is. I think that, um, that we have to, to, be in that place to move into a different place. And it just depends what's that going to take. Yeah. I mean, there's, and this is why I'm so public about it today is because I really feel like I was put through that for a specific reason and I wouldn't have the freedom I have today, the confidence I have today, the, um, the passion and the peace, like all these amazing gifts I've been given uh, through the process of recovery. I wouldn't have any of that without rock bottom. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I agree with you and, you know, it's crazy. Like you were saying, like no one sets out to be an addict. You know, I've met so many people in recovery that, you know, found, realized they were an addict in their forties, fifties, sixties, because yeah. they were prescribed an opiate for a surgery or for a C-section, you know, all these things that like, yeah, they were completely quote unquote normal before this. And now all of a sudden, you know, they can't get off of, off of a medication and, um, it just totally blindsided them. And, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of my intention and work today has to do with ending the stigma associated with that, because, um, you know, I, I believe I'm a perfect example of, you know, when people find out I'm in recovery, they're like, what you are, you don't look mm -hmm. like an addict. You don't look like a junkie. And I'm like, what does an addict look like? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's right. Um, you know, there's doctors in recovery, there's lawyers in recovery, you know, everybody, every, every color, every gender, every, you know, it, it doesn't discriminate. Um, so I think Definitely that's not. important to point out. Yes. And, you know, this, this kind of series that we're doing is called Real Life Upgrades. And you've had so, you, you know, you've had so many in your life and, and you already shared several um, in, in, I guess, what I'll call kind of the first season. Um, and you made kind of a perfect segue into almost like the second season, I guess, of, of upgrades in your life. But it made me think too, and I just wanted to mention that's really close to my heart as well. And um, we're really in the same line of work because we kind of came from different situations. Yes, but we have a common goal and that's to decrease prescription medication um, and just help people live in a different way because um, I saw it firsthand as a pharmacist, you know, like you mentioned, just well-meaning people that were prescribed um, what they thought was a safe medication um, and it ended up really having damaging results in their life. And so um, I would just love it if you might could just share a little bit about kind of what I'm calling the second season of your life and kind of what, what brought you to the work that you are now, what's the work that you're doing now? Sure. So, um, you know, in recovery, I met my husband, he's also in recovery. And, um, you know, we, I remember having conversations with him early on in our relationship about, you know, the things that we were using in our home as far as cleaning products and, you know, skincare and, you know, different things like that. And, you know, we've, we've had many conversations about the damage that we've done to our bodies in the past and mm -hmm. how, you know, we still have a chance to, to change that course. You know, it doesn't That's have right. to be our future. It, it was our past. And, 
Um, we had a, uh, our first son, um, and that really opened my eyes, you know, like, okay, I'm mopping the floor and Matthew is dunking his hands in it and then putting his hands in his mouth, like what's in my mop bucket. Um, and so we, we were having a lot of these conversations and I started buying some natural cleaning products and just doing a little bit more research, um, than I had ever done in the past. And, um, my son started with some, um, seasonal issues. Um, he was having like a runny nose and itchy eyes and that stuff, um, around when he was about two years old. And so, like I told you, we were already talking about, you know, going a different path, not going the typical path that society does. So when he started with these issues, um, you know, I called his pediatrician who referred us to an allergist who said, you know, we're just going to put him on Zyrtec and that should clear everything up. And um, that was the first time that I really thought to myself, okay, here's a perfect opportunity mm-hmm. to go a different direction. Yeah. And, and that's when I, you know, I, I went a different direction. Um, I started using doTERRA essential oils and um, he, he never had to take that medication. That was, we never even had to go to the allergist. We avoided it altogether. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we started using essential oils for a lot of the um, home health care needs that were popping up in our house. And um, people started noticing, you know, people would smell us or <laughs> see us applying essential oils and yeah. um, they would start asking questions. And um, I was a full-time operations manager for a critical power company right near my house in Ridley Park, Pennsylvania. And I loved my job. I was excelling. I was getting promotions. Um, I really liked what I did, but the more I started sharing doTERRA, um, I, it just felt so different. Um, it was so much more, uh, empowering and, um, you know, helping people in that way. You know, I've been so grateful for every, every chance I get to share essential oils and, and natural wellness with people and point them in the right direction. Um, you know, it's just such a different experience than, you know, (laughs) critical power, (laughs) what I was doing before. Um, (laughs) Definitely. And uh, to be honest, I didn't know doTERRA was direct sales when I first started using the oils. Mm -hmm. And I find that to be a blessing because um, everything just happened organically. You know, Um, people started asking me for oils and I would, you know, Google, you know, how do I get somebody a family essentials kit? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I I just started, you know, helping people get oils and teaching them how to use it based on my experiences. And, um, it started to really, you know, grow into something. And that's when I, you know, start to really look at the compensation plan that doTERRA offers and, and really, you know, look inside myself and say, is this something I think that I could be good at and do, you know, more full time, more seriously. And the more, I researched and understood the doTERRA compensation plan and, and saw other people succeeding. Uh, the more resentments I started catching about corporate America and having to go to work every day. And, you know, even if I got done my job at 11 a.m., I still had to sit there till five o'clock. And yeah. I didn't really <laughs> like that. Um, I'm 35 years old, so I'm on the, the cusp of a millennial. So I don't have all the millennial traits, but mm-hmm. I do you know, that flexibility is something that I really, um, want in my life. And, um, that really drove me. So yeah, I, I decided that I was going to make a go of it and I quit my job and, um, you know, have been doing doTERRA full time since January, 2016. That's when I quit. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so, wow, we're coming up on four years. I know, that that's been, crazy uh, to think about yeah. that. And I it's just, been such a blessing, you know, it's um, all, of, all of my goals I've been able to achieve, you know, they've really driven me, you know, having, you know, a strong why and um, moving forward. But I, I look back and I think like, I'm just, I'm so lucky, you know, I'm lucky to have found something that I love. I'm lucky that, you know, my recovery, something that I'm so passionate about ties in beautifully to what I do for a living, um, helping people, you know, make natural choices when it comes to their health and wellness. Um, and I'm just really fortunate. Yeah. You know, I just, um, I just think about the first part of your story and how, just how far you've come and how much you're using that, um, to kind of propel you forward to help other people. You're paying it forward. And I just, I can just see, uh, the ways that God has worked in that. And I know that all the lessons, even though they were hard lessons that you learned through your addiction and recovery, um, and you're still learning, right? It's this journey, but yet you're using that to help other people and you're using, um, you're using all the things, uh, that you had to learn the hard lesson on, um, for good. And so I'm just, I'm thankful that you did take that upgrade, um, to, to really, live a different way as far as um, addiction goes, but also just to live a different way as far as not wanting to, um, to bring those toxins into your home and to really help other people do the same thing. I just see so many places that could have went a different way, but, um, but they didn't. Yeah. And you know, I struggle sometimes with uh, quote unquote normal people. Like you would, you would be a normal person in my book. (laughs) Um, And I struggle sometimes with people who aren't willing to, you know, make major changes because they think everything's okay. Like, okay, I'm not an addict, so I don't have to, you know, you know, see a therapist or work out or do self-help books or go to self-help conferences or, you know, you don't have to be at rock bottom to, to decide to make a change and to do something better with your life. You don't have to be at rock bottom to, you know, be your own advocate and make, you know, stand up for yourself and make choices. You know, you don't have to, you, your story does not have to be mine. Exactly. Um, yeah. But I think people sometimes get stuck with just like what society is telling you to do. And um, I, yeah, I struggle with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, people for where they're at in that. I, um, I, I had struggled a little bit with that as well with my own personal story. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel that I had a very, very compelling story as far as just, um, you know, maybe even just helping people with the oils. Like I didn't really have anything that, you know, was like super wrong, I guess, beforehand, you know, there's, there's not that compelling story maybe from where other people, um, are, are seeing it. But I think that we all have a story and, um, I'm just thankful that I honestly didn't let it get to a raw, a true rock bottom, let's say. But I think, like I said, we all have our own little, maybe little Mm -hmm. rock bottoms in the, in the, path. And, um, I think, you know, when you need a change, let's just say that, and you mm-hmm. can either listen to that intuition or not. Yeah. And the reality is that somebody out there is going to completely relate to your story. So yes. no, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. important. I, I think it's important that we share our pain, no matter what it is or what level it is. Once we've come to a place where we're able to share it, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's important that we share it to lessen somebody else's. Yeah. Well, I'm really thankful that that you took the time today and that you you do spend so much of your time and effort just sharing your story. 
um, whether it's of addiction, whether it's where you're at as far as your health and you wanted to, um, you know, incorporate these natural tools, um, whether it's just, you know, how you were able to leave your job and how I just remember this, this just, I'll, I'll never forget this. Uh, we were talking once and I think I might've been pregnant at the time. And, um, and I was asking you, do you want a, a second child? And you were just like, I'm not sure if I'll be able to afford it or if we can have another one. And, and I knew you wanted one, you know, I just, I could just mm-hmm. tell, you know, and just to think now, just your beautiful family and you have two wonderful kids and, I don't know. It just makes me just very thankful that, um, that God brought us together and just all that he's doing through you. I think he just, he knows the desires of our heart and he wants to give you that if, if we're faithful. Yeah. Well, I appreciate all of your guidance and, um, your friendship and, you know, asking me questions like that because, you know, those, those things are important. Sometimes those questions really, you know, wake us up to, our true needs and wants and, you know, things like that really drove me forward into the right direction. So I appreciate you. Yeah. And thank you. And, um, just, just to reiterate, you know, um, I think that just in talking about the, um, recovery community, you, you already spoke about that, how, um, you, you're very tight knit. Um, you guys support each other. You're there for each other. I feel that the same, um, is, is, is in the, the natural health doTERRA community. Um, Mm -hmm. and we really need that, um, to just, to learn a different way and to be supported in that and to have somewhere to ask questions. And I know I have found that just so valuable. I mean, I just remember kind of just going blindly, you know, before I I discovered, oh, there's this whole other group of people out there that (laughs) have the same questions that I do and that can help me in this. And just discovering that was like, wow, this is a gold mine. And so, um, I just want to encourage you all that are listening that if that's you and you just feel kind of lost in that, um, there's there's a community out there for for really everything, but we have to seek it sometimes. And um, and I'm very grateful that um, for the community that we have in that. Yeah, you got to find your people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, um, I'd love for you to end by just um, sharing where everybody can follow along with your journey and um, the ways that they can contact you or connect with you. Sure. So um, I have two social media platforms because I have two businesses. Um, obviously, the um, the heart of it is my doTERRA business. So I'm on Instagram at Jessica Freedom Tribe. Um, and then my second business, which is um, something that I'm super passionate about, is my business called End the Stigma Apparel. And I'm on Instagram under that same handle and the stigma apparel our website is and the stigma apparel.com and through that we um we sell clothing that has very bold statements about addiction and recovery with the hope that the more people that wear our clothing the less people will feel alone in their struggle supporting someone who's a drug addict or an alcoholic um, or someone in recovery themselves who wants to um, you know, kind of shout it from the rooftops and, and show the world that recovery is possible and there's hope. Um, so that's, that's our little side project that we're super passionate about. Um, so I hope you'll follow us along on um, both Jessica Freedom Tribe and, and the Stigma Apparel. Thank you so much, Jessica. I really appreciate you being on. Thanks for having me. Thank you for spending time with us today. For free resources and materials, head over to anaturalshift.com and make sure to follow us on social media. You'll find those links in the show notes. It would mean so much to us if you would leave a review and tell us what you'd like to hear more of. 
Share this episode with someone that you know would love it. This is how we can get our message out to more people. And until next time, don't forget to take the upgrade in some small way today.